Well, hello and welcome to another Two Network Match Report with me, Adam. It's finished at the Etihad. It's finished Manchester City 2, Newcastle United 1. It, it was what it was, unfortunately. Um, I think many weren't expecting much of a result today. I think as much as we all expected defeat, I think most Newcastle fans probably would have been fairly confident that we weren't going to get a pasting because of how well... Rafa Benitez has drilled our side, and 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 that was apparent today. Um, it's funny because how it's sort of finished, sort of two one away from home at the at, at, at a team that arguably one of the best club sides in in, in modern history, <laughs> given that they they hit a hundred points in the Premier League record breaking season last season. De Bruyne was out for them, obviously, but you know since then they've got Mendy back and they've got. Riyad Mahrez um, to add to their to the squad. You know the fact that they can afford to leave a talent like Leroy Sane completely out of the match day squad really just tells you, you know how you know the opposite end of the spectrum they are than than, than we are. Um, we put out a very positive looking side. It was with five at the back again. Lascelles came back into the side in for Cher, who I, I think was the right call given. Cher had a bit of a horror show against Forrest. He has a long way to come. He's still settling in the in he's still settling into uh, the country and the team. But you know, what we saw in terms of lineup, what we saw in terms of uh, tactical strategy was very, very similar to what we saw against Chelsea. The fact that we've lost against one of the country's best sides, and as I said, one of one of modern football's best club sides by a goal on their own turf, by one single goal. And it was a story of stifling their attacking threat, once again. Again, like Chelsea. But the funny thing is, I, I fully expect the media to probably not pelt us like they did against Chelsea. I, th I fully expect the media to say, oh, well, they've stopped Man City from playing this. They've, Man City have run out of ideas. They can't penetrate Newcastle. And, you know, it took an absolutely excellent strike from, from Man City to, to eventually win it. And to an extent, you can't legislate for that. But I, I, th I think the game plan it wasn't different to the Chelsea game plan, which, which Rafa Benitez got apps completely criticised from all corners Many Newcastle fans understanding his strategies and his reasons for the strategies, and you know they were at peace with that. And when you haven't got a, st a strong squad, this is how Rafa Benitez has to operate. You know he he had one of the best records against the top six sides last season. Um, there's a graphic going around where we're basically like the sixth best team in the league for for matches against the top six, and it's because. Rafa Benitez plays conservatively against teams that have a significant attacking threat and have can very easily pace teams. Like you saw, look at Huddersfield, right? So Huddersfield have got promoted in 2017 at the same time as Newcastle. Since then, they've spent more than Newcastle. Probably spent around 30, 35 million pounds more, I believe. And beyond that, they've probably sold a lot less than we have so you know kind of in total Newcastle you know the the, the million pounds you know the, the millions and millions of pounds swing between um, Huddersfield's net spend and Newcastle's net spend 
will be remarkable. Newcastle down here, Huddersfield up here. Yet, Chelsea go to Huddersfield on the opening day of the season, this season, 3-0. Absolutely spanked. There's, there's no talk of anti-football against um, David Wagner. It was brave. Brave Huddersfield. Go to, of course, Huddersfield are going to get defeated off, off Chelsea with their millions of pounds. Yet, when Rafa Benitez almost nicks a point against Chelsea, FA Cup winners, won the league to, uh, 15... Uh, yeah, 15 months ago. Anti-football, negative. This is absolutely disgraceful. Like, like, what the fuck, man? And then you get Man City, who... So Huddersfield go to Man City and lose 6-1. Absolutely battered. Shakes their confidence. Goal difference is fucked, right? Their goal difference is minus eight. Newcastle go to Man City with the same... Um, with the same defensive setup as they did against Chelsea... And they lose by a, a goal. One goal. So in total, did we have did, possession we had 22%. Against Chelsea, we had 19%. However, in both games, despite there being 81% possession against Chelsea, 78% possession against Man City just now, we've lost by a goal each time. One goal. Now, is that the top six side underperforming against us? Is that us being so negative that we sap and stifle them? Well, I, I, no, I, I don't think that's us being negative. That's, that's Newcastle and Rafa Benitez doing what we need to do to survive. Rafa Benitez got to 10th last season by doing this, by not getting pasted. And what this will do is it won't dent our confidence like it would have done against Huddersfield. Huddersfield don't lose 6-1 if they don't get humped 3-0 off Chelsea. It doesn't happen. Confidence is, is everything in football. The mentality, the belief that what you're doing is actually working. We have 22% possession, three shots a day and only two on target and one of them went in and that was our right back. Hosselu got a shot on target towards the end. Had he got a clean strike away, we could have tested Edison, who knows. But what again, it's putting ourselves in a position where if we do have an attack and a successful attack, we, we we might have been able to nick something. Rafa Benitez, and I've, and I've banged this drum a lot, you know, I mean, brilliant, his, his quotes last, last week, absolutely brilliant. Possession is a start that's made up for TV. Like, until a few years ago, nobody gave a fuck about possession. But here, what Rafa Benitez talks about and what we see in, you know, in fruition is that it's not about a possession, it's about effectiveness with your possession. So, hypothetically, we draw against Spurs, right? Hosselu's late header wins Newcastle a draw, but with 19% possession. Nobody's talking about the fact that we limited Chelsea to only three shots on target. One of them a, a very contentious penalty, I must add. So, they had two... Shots on target, other, other, apart from that, that, that penalty, despite having 81% possession. So you see where Rafa Benitez is coming from there. Possession is bollocks if you don't do anything with it, which Chelsea didn't, and we stifled them. This is what happened at the Etihad today. We stifled them. They had 24 shots today. And a team with Man City's qualities, when they have 24 shots, can probably expect to have a comfortable victory. Yet they only managed eight on target. A third of their shots were on target. And they've got 
Gabriel Jesus and Sergio Aguero, one of the best players to ever grace the Premier League. Eight on target, two goals, and, and one of them, and I must say, was the, obviously the Walker goal, was phenomenal. Absolutely phenomenal. But, I mean, let's start from the start. Raheem Sterling, I mean, it was the, the way that Man City were cutting through. It's, it's, it's so difficult to, to, to defend against. I thought our shape was quite good. Um, I was pleased to see Rondon going to start after his fantastic finish against Forrest. Perez was, was operating um, sort of on the right wing in favour of Richie. Kennedy was back in the side. Lascelles was back in the side. But Lascelles was quite rusty, you see. And as much as we had good shape, Lascelles liked his rustiness. And this is, this is fallout from him. Whatever's happening on the training ground, being booted out the squad for Forrest and for Chelsea. He comes back in. You know, he, he, in, the, in the first kind of 10 minutes, he loses possession quite quickly. Um, and, 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 and the first time he does so... It's then fed to Sterling, who cuts inside, and that's what Sterling can do. I mean, ever since Pep Guardiola came in, Sterling's been a completely different prospect, and Sterling, you know, curls it beautifully around Fernandez, I think it was, and and passed to Bravka into the far corner. It was right in the corner. It's very annoying. You can almost see it happening, but you can't stop it. And that's an error, I think, from Lascelles, and he'll admit to it as well. But that's and, and then about five minutes later, he did the same thing. But in defence of Lascelles, and I'll, I'll, I'll get to the defence of Lascelles in a, in, a, in a second, but I just want to kind of say that in the out of our first five games of the season, th on three occasions have we conceded before the 10-minute mark. So we conceded in the eighth minute against Spurs, we conceded in the second minute against Forrest at the, in the midweek, and we've just conceded in the eighth minute again against Man City. Now that just it sets the tone and it gives you a, such an uphill battle. It gives you such an uphill battle to get back into the game against such a superior side. I berated um, Lascelles on social media. I didn't berate him. For, I just kind of pointed out that that's what happens when you boot out the side, have to come back in, and you're rusty, and the focus isn't there, and you're still trying to get your concentration back. But to Lascelles' credit, and I'm actually going to give Lascelles man of the match today, you know, despite that early setback, but you've got ball recoveries out of everyone on the pitch, Lascelles, head and shoulders above everyone, eight, top. Clearances, 13 out of 13, Jamal Lascelles. Next player was Stummett with six. So Lascelles, clearances-wise, fantastic defensively. Headed clearances, Jamal Lascelles, top again. It's three categories, Jamal Lascelles, top. Blocked crosses, Jamal Lascelles, top. He was everywhere, and he was a, he was an absolute rock. And 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 and, and to to make such an, a crucial early mistake, and then to put on that kind of de defensive performance, shows his character. You know, yes, he made a mistake, and yes, he deserves criticism for that mistake. But he also deserves praise for how he got himself back into the game, how he how his mentality, his, his mental strength helped us put on a performance to put us in a position where we might, had we been a bit more potent going forward or create a few more chances in the final third, we might have been able to do something. But ultimately, you're fighting a losing battle against Man City. But against all, against all odds, we, we equalised. And 
I think it was played back to sort of Dummett and, and Clark who and, and Perez picked it up on the left hand side. I think you'd kind of swap with Kennedy and they you know they were they were sort of interchangeable a little bit. And at first what I thought had happened is Perez had played a forward ball through to to, to Rondon who played it on the left wing to, to Kennedy but that wasn't the case at all Rondon and Kennedy has switched so Kennedy was was doing the hold up play and laid it off to Rondon who you know off the back of his superb finish against Forrest has laid an absolutely beautiful ball it's through the legs of the, of the Man City defender and Yedlin has no right he's so far the, the ground Yedlin has to make up to burst into the box First time, I mean, as soon as the ball goes through the legs and is played across the face of goal, goal. You, you know it's a goal. Everyone heard, everyone felt the instinct. Boom, it's a goal. Um, great finish. But it, it was it was Yellen's pace and determination that deserved that. And Mendy had got himself, because it was a bit of a counter-attack, Mendy was out of position. And you've got Gabriel Jesus, I think, trying to track Yedlin. But the motivation of Yedlin to get forward is far greater than the motivation of Gabriel Jesus to defend and get his get get back in and, and get his you know his body in the way get goal side basically of Yedlin so on the half hour mark we equalize and we go into half time Man City are frustrated um they haven't got too many ideas and guess what the pundits aren't massively annoyed with Newcastle <laughs> who knew despite the tactics being the same as Chelsea is that not anti-football, as we've, as Paul Merson thinks, and as everybody, it's bollocks, man. The, how the, the pundits are so fickle, and forgive me because at the, at the shut up. As I'm talking, pundits might be having a go at um, Newcastle's anti-tactics again, and anti-football tactics. But I don't think they would be because to lose by only a single goal at the Etihad isn't too bad, isn't too bad at all. But the, but what happened in the, in the early on in the second half was the fact that everyone was drawn towards Sterling and, and that sort of right-hand side of the pitch, if you're looking at it from Dubravka's uh, perspective. And Man City's superior passing ability just meant that they were able to... You know, we tried to close them down. It was a pass. There was always a man there. There was always a bit like rugby, passing it on the line. There's always somebody along the line ready to receive and that's kind of how Man City had it it came to Kyle Walker and, and and so Perez had almost tried to charge down what would have been a shot beforehand before that pass to Walker nobody was near Walker so Perez had to get up and 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 try and throw himself towards towards Walker's shot but even even despite the fact that Walker hasn't had too much pressure on him he's got so much to do from that position he's he's a full 25 yards from goal he hits one of the sweetest strikes I've seen in the Premier League this season. He has so much to do and no right to score from where he did, yet he did, because he's a very, very good footballer. And something sometimes you just can't legislate for that. We, di we did defend well. We, you could argue like we did get drawn towards the right-hand side, but again, how many right-backs are able to do what Kyle Walker just did? So that was on 51 minutes or whatever, and it's just, it was a really bad time to concede, obviously, because you felt like it was great to get in at half time, level pegging, despite our lack of possession. And you, you then think, are the floodgates going to open? 
And then shortly after, Kennedy gets brought off, but he looked like he was hobbling, which isn't a great sign. Atsu came on, who, you know, you all know my thoughts about Atsu. He's got pace, he's got a bit of impact, but he's just not a very intelligent footballer, and he, he makes a lot of poor decisions, I think. Hosslu came on for Rondon, and let's just talk about Rondon for a bit, because he... He provided a proper outlet up front. I mean, this is something that Hoslu can't do. Who Obviously, Hoslu came on for Rondon, but he's trying to build up Rondon's match fitness. But Rondon was able to... Rondon was able to hold the ball up, win headers. You know, like 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 Hoslu, and, and, and we haven't had a sort of proper target man who's more of a complete forward than Rondon. He held the ball up, he brought other people into play, he didn't panic, he had composure. There was a point where he was running through on the left wing, he had four Man City players around him, and he was able to turn back, hold it up, wait for support, and pass it in. I thought there was a, you know, we saw a bit more um, chemistry between him and Perez, when I, and, I, and I think that's kind of what Rafford saw against Forrest when they, when, they, when they were both on. So... We saw a little bit more of that, and I just think Rondon, the, the signs are very, very good for Rondon. I was really, really impressed with what he's provided up front, and we can be excited about him, and I think he will do well against lesser sides, and I think, you know, he was a proper outlet for us rather than just hoofing it up, knowing it's going to come straight back. Rondon won a lot of aerial duels today. Very, very important and brought other people into play. And this is what West Brom fans have said about, about Rondon. He brings other people into, people into play. He's a team player. And I think that's one of the reasons Rafa was really, really keen to get him in. Obviously, because he was kind of within the, 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 the limited wage and transfer budget that Ashley provided him. But because of this character, good character and a good team player and... As we saw against Forrest, he can bloody finish. And, and I, I expect him to get a few goals for us uh, this season. Didn't have any actual opportunities himself, but obviously he's got he's got a goal and assist in his last um in his last 90 minutes, basically. He's got a goal and an assist. Yedlin, in his last two Premier League games, has a goal, has an assist. So those two players doing really, really well for us. I was really, really impressed with Rondon today, and I fully expect to see um you know a lot more good coming from him. But you know, we didn't have much possession, but we didn't get a humping, and I think that's very, very important. Many will point and just say, well, it's a defeat, we might as well have gone for it. But what we're supposed to do, I mean, we saw a couple of times when we pushed forward for set pieces, we were exposed at the back, and Man City looked to really penetrate as hard, and Key made a good tackle to, to stifle one of their counter-attacks, but... We could have so easily been been left short, and that's kind of what's happened before, which is why Rafa does what he does. And if anyone wants to criticise him, do you know what I mean? Fuck off, you don't know best. Rafa knows, he's a he's world-class manager, he knows what he he knows what a squad is capable of, and he knows the limitations of his squad. So he sets his squad up against his, against the, the opposition based on their qualities and our qualities, and, 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 and that's how he plays it. He, does it. he doesn't roll the dice, he doesn't just play the same team and the same formation every single time, like one-dimensional managers would. He thinks about everything. There's a logic to everything. I keep banging this drum. So it's about effectiveness. We haven't had a humping. We've kept goal difference down. We're on minus two, as opposed to the likes of West Ham and Huddersfield on minus eight. So, and we've played three of the top six already. That's the big difference. We've got an international break now. We then go back to Arsenal at home, who haven't had a, a, the most convincing of starts. There could be an opportunity for us there. We beat them 2-1 last season. And 
I think we'll be a bit more attacking against Arsenal. And I think we'll fancy ourselves. Hopefully, Shelby will be back because I think he's he's absolutely integral to how we would like to play. And hopefully, we'll just regroup a bit. Arsenal have a lot of internationals, so they might be a bit more fatigued than than they otherwise would be. So we've only got one point. We're currently in the relegation zone as it stands. However, we've only lost by one goal against those top six sides. Three top six sides, we've only lost by a goal, and that's important. Some results could have gone differently. We could have drawn against Chelsea, we could have drawn against Spurs, we could have won against Cardiff. I don't think I don't think this I think I think the the, the defeat was always coming here, but it wasn't a humping, and that's gonna do a lot for our squad harmony. Brilliant to see Lascelles back in, and as I said, he put on a really, really good show after a, a sort of early, early stutter, shall we say. I'll leave it there. Thanks very, very much for watching. If you want to get um, all of my match report videos, please hit subscribe. If you listen to this on iTunes or SoundCloud, please subscribe in there as well. And we're also on Twitter and Facebook, so please check us out. It'd be really good to have you along. Leave your comments, because I really love to engage with everybody on these videos and on these podcasts if you're listening to it on the audio version. Um, really want to hear what you think about the side, what you think we might have done different, or do you think this is... You can take a lot of positives from this. What do you think? Anyway, I've been Adam of the Toon Network. Thank you so much. I'm actually recording um, behind enemy lines in my cousin's house, who's a massive Mackham. So the fact that he let you know he allowed me to watch the Newcastle match in his in his in his bedroom and to record a match report, very very decent from a, a team in 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 the doldrums of the English Football League. So thank you, Lewis, for that. Cheers, mate. I've been Adam of the Toon Network. And we'll see you next time. Cheers. Bye. <laughs>